about beer and video games it's episode 234 i'm ben here with lucy hello hey hi and we're joined by adel hello hello (laughs) 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 perfect a perfect start i think that is uh well not because it's the second time anyway beers let's drink some beers let's talk about some games let's break all of the walls as we do so uh lucy i'll come to you first Mm. this week uh what are you drinking what are you starting off with i am starting off with a beer from full circle bruco oh nice and it's called snake island and it's a simcoe stout 6.2 percent Ooh. so that's the interesting so is it um just hops, Simcoe. Um, is it, uh, it going to be a black IPA? Possibly? Mm. Or just a stout. Simcoe. Simcoe seems an odd hop to use mm. for a stout. Yeah, so crack it mm. and see what colour it is. So that might nice. give me indication. Cool. Uh, Adol, what are you starting with? I'm starting with high audio levels. Yeah. <laughs> I'm starting with... Uh, uh, the Business Casual from Good Chemistry. It's one of their newer ones. Mm, nice. I, th- I think the light's going to be too bright to the side to see well. Maybe I can turn that down. Oh, it's such a stretch. There we go. Uh, you kind of see the standard Good Chemistry circle. Nice, mm-hmm. nice, nice poiple. Um, right. They do have flavor text. So, uh, first off, it's a 4.1% Saison. Uh theory. When Niels Bohr won the Nobel Prize in Physics in 1922, he was gifted a house next to a brewery with a free direct beer pipeline. Nice. Jesus. That's Can't ask for more than that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> pairings, paper jams, logging out, and poets. That's P dot O dot. It's an uh, acronym. Uh, the OG is 1.038, FG 1.007, IBUs are 27, um, and oh god more so much flavor text um building on the tradition of beers brewed for workers we paired one of the newest hop varieties hallertau blanc with a continental saison yeast a contemporary beer for workers in need of refreshment 65 percent hoppiness 35 percent maltiness 45 percent bitterness and 25 percent sweetness nice good yeah Perfect. Um, as you're pouring, I shall let you know I'm having an, a, a bit of an experiment this week. Um, oh. I've got two Brewdog beers, oh. one of which is is Punk IPA. Right? I haven't had that for a long time, so it'd be interesting to see kind of what that's like now. But the other beer is a Brewdog beer that has been brewed for Aldi. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, I know we all sort of laughed and saw the. Um, the tweets and stuff um, that uh, what's his name James um, from Brewdog had kind of put out with um, with Audi and had this little kind of back and forth um, with the supermarket chain, but they have made an Ald IPA, uh-huh. 
Um, in the in the Audi colours on the can, obviously it says Brugal, very large. Um, oh, yeah. It is um, a sessionable India Pale Ale. Um, they call it an own label IPA, and I guess that's because it's um, own label for Audi, I suppose. Um, own label session IPA, four point seven percent. It does not tell me much else. Uh, water, malt, barley, hops, yeast. That is it. Oh, That's fair God. enough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, it's got a date on the bottom. And I assume this is roughly around the brew date of this year. But the date on the bottom is the 4th of October 2021. So if they're giving oh. it a year, maybe this was around about the beginning of October that it was brewed. Uh, but I'm going to start yeah. with this because it's a session IPA rather than a, a punk, which kind of is a session IPA, really. But mm-hmm. punk's like, what, five and a bit yeah. percent, roughly. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to open up this one. And we'll come back to you, Lucy. Mm. It's very stouty in look. Oh, yes. Very dark. Um, yeah, getting a lot of coffee off the aroma. But it's sort of like, you're not getting that deep, rich uh, coffee, coffee mm-hmm. aroma. It's, oh, it's yeah. more, yeah, it's, it's like a bit lighter than that. A bit, bit coca cola as well. Oh, but well, sort of uh, got a sweetness to it. It's... Yeah. Yeah, that kind of like um, sweet. Um, gosh, what's the name of that? Licorice. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> Licorice. Like, Fair yeah. Aroma. Hmm. <laughs> that's not bad. That's a good start. Yeah, it definitely hasn't got that like that deepness, that richness. Um, like a, like a nice dark chocolate coffee heavy hitting stout. Mm. It's definitely on the lighter side in that respect. I mean, it is 6.2. So yeah, it's a bit it's a bit thinner than I probably would have wanted though. Mm-hmm. It's I don't know where the Simcoe comes in to be honest. Um Maybe just for that little bit extra hoppiness in it, but mm. it's not much. Do you think maybe it's it's either just a bit too uh, overshadowed by you know everything else that kind of goes in, all, all the malts and stuff that go in to make sort of mm-hmm. uh, like a stout have just overrode it, maybe? Yeah, because Simcoe is quite delicate, I, you mm. know, I think, but... Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, if, if someone told me there was Simcoe in it, I, I wouldn't have been able to tell, to be honest. So, um, probably just judge it on its merits as a stout. It's it, it's all right. It's like it's more portery. Um, it's hmm. got a, it's quite bitter at the end, which is nice. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that bitterness just 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 keeps on going um, even after after a few seconds. But that's nice. Yeah, it's it's. It's it's like as I say, it's not got that deepness. It hasn't got that richness. It hasn't got that heft to it. Um, mm. it it's medium bodied. It's not. It's not got that full, like mouth coating, um, like quality to it. But 
It's decent. Um, I can't remember the last time I had a stout that I really, really liked. Um, okay. I just don't see them as much anymore. Maybe it's I'm just looking in the wrong places, or they're just too expensive to buy. Where <laughs> mm. it's like, I just want like a, you know, nine, eight, nine percent stout that that's just like, yeah, it's got that like nice biscuity maltiness, and you know, it's got that, you know, those deep chocolate coffee aromas and tastes, and but I haven't had that in ages, so yeah, this is all right. Okay, I can't really say it's not it's not blowing me away, but mm. it's it, it's pleasant enough. I'll, I'll I'll drink it a bit more. Maybe wait till it you know um, warms up a bit. Maybe get some more flavors out of it. So, but yeah, I'm enjoying mm-hmm. it. Good, nice. Adol, how about you? Um, I mean, it looks like a saison. Uh, it's golden strawy color. Um, mm-hmm. poured a little bit of a head, um, but it might have just been because I was moving the can a lot to read it um, and then immediately cracked it. Um, mm-hmm. You can see the head, though, sort of just sticks around on the glass. Mm. It's, um, it definitely has a that a more yeasty, slightly citrusy um, nose. I'm trying to pinpoint, there's a tartness there. I think that's just from that i can't remember what the yeast was but it's just it's coming out a little more um yeah a little a little spikier in the nose than, than i thought it would be okay ah yes that's a saison and a half um Was it billed as a saison? Yeah, I said yeah. I remember you saying something about the it had Hallertau Blanc in as the the hops with the saison base or something. Yeah, it said uh, Hallertau Blanc with a continental saison yeast. Mm. Um, Sounds good. Yeah, just, I mean it's everything you want from a saison. Nice. Again, it has those slightly. It's got that tartness, um, that like drying bitterness near the near the finish, and of course that. Um, um, what is that flavor that goes so well with um, citrus that's in a saison? You know what I'm talking about. No, maybe not. Yeast. Yeah, I guess it's just, yeah, it's very yeast forward. It's I mean, there's almost no... De- yeah, no detectable um, malts in it. Um, I mean, is it is it sort of a, is it a bit kind of like bubblegummy, slightly bananary, or is no, it, is so it, it more at the quite, spiced end of that kind of... Kind of, on, it's less on the... Like estery, banana, bubblegum. It's not super spicy. Um, mm. I'm in the middle. Like I said, when I said, ah, oh, yeah, that's a saison. I mean, it's like mm-hmm. right there, saisoning the way a saison can saison. <laughs> 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 this is why people the tune thing in. Is that right? I know exactly what you're on about. Yeah. <laughs> but it is hard to describe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've never really thought about how I, I know a saison, but I can't mm. describe it well, except saisonny. Mm. Um, it does uh, leave it's you... It's like kind of like herbal. Yeah, mm. but... It's it, like herbal, like slightly, yeah. Like, like a yeasty herbal, I guess. Floral, yeah. Yeah, so of. the floral notes are kind of subdued in this <sighs> compared to other saisons. And that citrus that I was detecting on the nose it is there, but you kind of have to dig for it. Mm-hmm. And it, it finishes sort of with a drying taste, but not a drying mouthfeel. 
Okay. So I'm like, ah, oh, I'll reach for another sip in a bit because, you know, ah, I'm yeah. parched. Oh, I'm not actually. My tongue is wet. Mm. All my taste buds are like, ah, maybe. Maybe grab another sip. <laughs> um, that and it's 4.1% might propel me through this quite quickly. Um, yeah, I don't have a lot else. Yeah. Right now. It's not to say it's like flat. It's just I'm not. Be- I'm not being articulate. So I might as well um, let you go and tell us about your beer there, Ben. <laughs> we can we can return to it later. Yeah. Um. So the uh, Ald IPA from Brewdog is like it almost oh, looks oh. like water on the camera. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was about like to it's so like, uh, like super. It, it clear. looks like a certain yeah. liquid. Yeah. I was about to say, after a few more, that's what uh, that's what's going to be coming out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's one of those that looks the, the same dis- coming out as it did coming in. Yeah, yeah. The head disappeared off of it very, very quickly. I mean, um, I think that's why we're saying that is because it, it has a few bubbles. Yes. But yeah. other than that, it's like, could be, you know, a, a vigorously poured apple yeah. juice. That's true, yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, chuck it into the glass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the nose is very delicate. A little bit of citrus on there, but not a huge amount. Oh, I think. Mm. In the flavour, it has got that citrus, but there's this kind of overriding. I don't know. I don't know whether they're going for sort of like a a, a slight dankness to it. it. It's kind of got a little bit of a like a lagery, like almost a pilsner kind of quality to it. But it comes across maybe not quite that sort of deep flavor that you get you know that slight dankness you get with a with a pilsner it's maybe a bit more of a like a soapy sort of feel to it it's kind of you know it's it's that quality but a little bit flaccid and that combined with the with the, the very very light sort of lemony citrus that this has in the background uh, it kind of just comes across almost a bit more soapy you know how many washing up liquids have that slightly citrus mm kind of yeah. nose to them when you're washing up. And that doesn't help this. It definitely elicits those sorts of thoughts that, you know, I maybe have just washed up and I've uh, I've caught a whiff of, you know, the a plate as I'm kind of like putting it away or something. <laughs> it seems like uh, <laughs> the middling slash um, bad podcast for this. <laughs> Well, I mean, this, 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 yeah. I, I mean, I'm. Uh, I don't think there's much more to say about this one. Uh, there's, there's flavour. <laughs> there's a flavour. There's a, there's, there's flavour. There's a particular. There's a bit of a. There's a, a very, very light bitterness to it as well, like super light. What was this like four percent, four point seven? It's, it's super, super light. I mean, if it was the middle of a very hot afternoon mm-hmm. I can kind of see this being maybe an option um, yeah. if you're trying to do like a cheap weekend or you're off to the you know you're off to the park to, to hang out with some people this might be kind of one to, to reach for but yeah. there's definitely better even just lagers um, which are probably kind of similarly priced which you could could get and I imagine I can't imagine this was 
Get a I've got no or a idea. By numbers I mean, or yeah, like this was like one pound <laughs> fifty maybe for uh, like a, oh, that's, a, a that's real cheap, sort of a little tinny. I mean, it is it was cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and obviously, I picked it up because I'd seen it advertised. Seen a couple of other people kind of, um, uh, you know, on Instagram and stuff have, have, have tried it. So I, when I went into Audi at the weekend, I thought, well, I'll grab a can. I'll see what it's mm. like. I'm not sure I'll grab another can on my next visit. Mm. Um, cheap experiment. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, and I'll see how this stacks up against you know Brewdog's um, you know flagship beer as well. Mm-hmm. I suppose um, in a little bit. I mean, it's going back very quickly. I mean, it I sounds just like want to get through it. Really. It sounds like it's like going to go back real quick because of searching for flavors that maybe aren't there, and mm-hmm. also just being so light. Um, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, is this? I'm guessing it sounds like you're underwhelmed. Oh, very much. Very much. Well, I don't know whether underwhelmed. I think the expectation was probably set that this is a very cheap beer. It's a Brewdog beer for Audi, so you know it's a it's a, a certain kind of market. Something being made for not even sort of like that supermarket um, market. It, it's it's you know it's even sort of lower than that. I would say you know with Audi being one of the kind of the cheaper supermarkets around. Um, so you know it's not like Audi have got. Northern Munkin to make them a beer. Mm. Um, so, yeah, yeah. It's kind of as expected, I mm. would say. Um, you get what you pay for. Absolutely. <laughs> That's the big takeaway from this. Yeah. <laughs> Don't buy your craft beer from Audi. Or for £1.50. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if they, where if would they, they stop day? I'd buy that. I was just saying, <laughs> yeah. I mean, is this is this the beer that you would grab on a, a sweltering day, or would you grab something I mean, else in that price range? I guess. I mean, Audi do a um, a pilsner, which comes in a four pack, which are five hundred mil cans, and it's like two pound fifty for a four pack, and mm, that's a that's mm. a good beer. That's a decent beer, um, yeah. and I would Audi I would grab that over this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's you know, what I was thinking was like I, I've had the we've we've talked about these supermarket beers and we also talked about like it's okay to have you know a non-craft beer and whatever you want, but also it's it sometimes it, like on a hot day that's exactly what you want. And if yeah. why I asked was because you were like describing the on the hot day stuff, but in a way that suggested that maybe that wasn't still gonna mm-hmm. pass the test. Yeah, and who knows whether this will be? I mean, it's it's launched at exactly the wrong time. Who really wants a session IPA? Now? Period. Um, well, yeah, true. <laughs> I mean, had this have launched in like June or July or something, maybe it would have have yeah. made a bit of a bigger a bigger hit. I mean, yeah, most say, Junes are July. Your friends. Mm. Yeah, you give those to your friends. You buy like twenty of them. It's like they're <laughs> here. You are, mate. So. Have at it, and then you just whack out your day, yeah, exactly. your steady rolling yeah. man. Just like, like, oh, what's, what's this that? is mine. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can have a little. I'll put a little bit in your glass, but that's all you get. No, I'd be like, this is even worse. Yeah, don't want any of this. It's rancid. <laughs> oh no, no, this this <laughs> like six percent beer. No, it's just too much. Too much booze in this one. Nah, <laughs> I, I I'd only be able to have like eight instead of twelve to get the same amount of junk. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly, and it would still be more expensive. Um, right. Oh, more should see. make a more expensive beer. Oh, well, very good. Very good. 
Uh, but, well, I'm sure they do. I mean, more are very reasonably priced beers. Um, who knows what their top priced beer is? Not me. Um, someone can research that at a later date. We're not going to talk about that now. We're going to talk about games now. We're going to sit here and, I mean, you guys enjoy your beers. I'm just going to slug this back, I think. Um, <laughs> and be like, cool, interrupt, to- the, interrupt the, beer, <laughs> the game talk just so Ben can crack another one and get over whatever he's having. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's start with you this week, Lucy. Uh, I think Adel and I have taken the uh, taken the charge on the last couple of episodes, uh, and I don't know what you've got to talk about this week. But I did see you playing something earlier. I don't know whether you've got whether you're going to talk about disc room or not. Uh, also, you having a little go? Yeah, I, I started it. I didn't get um, through it much. I'm saving that for tomorrow <laughs> for the um, nice. morning meeting. <laughs> <laughs> Like, why don't I do something that's actually productive with my time and play mm, this group? That's a good but, choice. Um, uh, yeah, I haven't, I haven't played much of it. It's, it, I just enjoy that game. It's just, as I say, I haven't got like even past where I did with the demo. Okay. Um, so yeah, still early days, but yeah, it's just you just go into like this kind of zen mm. playing it. It, it looks hectic um, from from like the trailers and the screenshots and just the gameplay but you, you just enter that kind of like zen mode and just like just tuned into the gameplay and just yeah just spaced out it's it, i enjoy that game so um i did quickly look at the reviews before it came out today mm-hmm. i think people were just saying it's a bit short um there's not much long- longevity to it if you're not chasing those high scores but it just feels like something that I'm just happy to just load up and just mm-hmm. play, even if I'm not necessarily gunning for those high scores. Just yeah, yeah, and it's I, I think there's always a, a certain expectation as well with kind of like Devolver published games. Uh, they put out those smaller experiences. You know, they take punts on studios that would either self-publish or. You know, get lost in a in a kind of a sea of, of loads of indie titles to give them a little bit more of a push um, yep. to get it to a few more people. You know, they've got that marketing budget being a slightly bigger publisher uh, that it might just get it into a into a few more hands. But they do have a way of, of picking up smaller titles. Now, Carry On wasn't a huge game; it wasn't no. that long. Three, minute minute yeah. was yeah. you know was a very minute. short. Um, <laughs> So yeah, they, they they very much fill that space, and I, I think there's definitely a bit of an expectation, at least for me, with um, mm-hmm. with the stuff that Devolver publish. Yeah, for sure. Same with like Annapurna. It's like uh, mm. I know I'm getting like something like four hour experience. So, and that that's the kind of length of game that I like. To be honest, you know, somewhere between two and seven hours, and I and I'm sweet. I'm happy. Not like an epic like The Last of Us. It took mm-hmm. like forty hours or something like that. Um, <laughs> so why don't you play all of the Call of Duty campaigns, Lucy? What's I tell you, they're only about four hours long each. Aren't they? I have to be honest. Other than like World War Two, mm-hmm. that's I think the I've latest. Played one? all of them. The one before, about three years ago. Or yeah. So. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why I said. It doesn't that. matter. I, I don't remember. These <laughs> They're things. all the same. I think modern Modern Warfare reboot was the most recent one, wasn't it? Yeah, I I, I, I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. It, nice. Yeah. Um. What else have I played? I, I finished the Cats Organized Neatly. 
I finished nice. that and I've seen nice. that. Uh, How many levels is there in that? 80. 80. Mm-hmm. I see that you lot have picked it up. How, how far have you lot got in it? Around the 20s still? Ooh, or? Uh, yeah, maybe mid 20s. Mm-hmm. I, I screamed all, all the way, way to through. like level 26 or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like, yep, yep, yep. And then um, <laughs> and then I was on my movie night chat and we were waiting for someone who was exorbitantly late. Um, mm-hmm. So I was just like, fuck it, I'll play this game and stream it at you people. And I forgot how stream like people talking and like trying to describe what the game is when it's like a puzzle game and also trying to quickly solve the puzzles a very different thing uh so Mm. i only got to level 28 and then and then um and then people were like like level 27 was like a ball like i was i can't and Mm. and like basically everyone else was just like try this nope okay well we'll just watch you uh, and then I was like, okay, I got this one. I'm not in the mood for this at all. Uh, and I haven't gone back to it, uh, but I really enjoyed it. Um, and mm. I thought my spatial reasoning was worse than it is. Because I was like, oh, yeah, okay, oh, yeah, okay. And a lot of it was just like mm-hmm. clicking around, being like, oh, it's probably something around this start. And then being reasonably successful with a couple of modifications as levels got better. Yeah. Um, it's great though. I, I I also give it a hearty recommend because it's exactly what you want want when you just want to like a low key, not like tax your brain a bit, but mostly just like spend some time. It's also adorable and the sound effects are great and the music's great. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, really, really enjoyed it's really it. Good. Mm. And for so cheap. Yeah, like, exactly. It was a snap buy for me when you described mm. it, and I and uh, I don't regret it. Mm. That's good. 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 Yeah. Yeah. yeah we, I, same for me, absolutely. It's something I will will go back to. Um, DU and I, who was the publisher mm. and the developer, I think. Dev, yeah, devs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, are, are people I'd never heard of before, so I had a quick look at their um, their catalogue, and um, actually there was a title they um, put out this week, I think, um, called Virtual Cottage, which I mm. actually started up, which is. Um, Basically, a a room with a character. You don't play anything. Um, you're setting a timer. Um, it plays some nice sort of lo-fi beats, and then the timer goes off once you um, get to the end of it. So you can kind yeah. of you know set yourself tasks and and kind of work. And I, I started to work how you normally work at all, kind of as you've done on some of your streams and stuff. So I'd set myself up like twenty minutes, uh, twenty five minutes to work. Then I'd have a break for five minutes, and either I'd like water the plants or make a coffee or something. Then I'd work for another twenty-five minutes, and actually, I found that it was uh, it was it was a quite a productive way to work for the tasks that I was doing at that that time. Um, nice little kind of experience. I had it up on the screen. It just shows a, a kind of an isometric view of a of a girl in her room, sort of like working away uh, on a laptop, and uh, it was good just to have like a visual representation of uh of yeah. a timer to let me know kind of oh, okay i've got a couple more minutes left i will do this bit that i'm currently doing and that you know there's there's times where i kind of let the timer go off and i work for a few more minutes longer to finish the mm-hmm. the, the yeah. little task that i was kind of doing and then have my break sort of thing but yeah it really really helped me and it's, it's cool to see that like where you you know when you're doing your stream out you've kind of got that timer up it's it's nice to kind of have this little encapsulated experience you know sat up in the corner of my screen 
whilst I'm doing kind of other things as well. Yeah, that's really cool. What's it called again? Sorry. Uh, virtual cottage. Virtual cottage, right? Yeah. Does it make a noise um, when I, the I, timer? Yeah. Um... You you can set a uh, an alarm on the timer, but you don't have to have that on. Uh, yeah, because that's the one problem I have um, with the stream is I just like found a script that made a timer, and so it just mm. literally is a script that displays the text input, and then the script is like I will deprecate the text in input, um, and then often. Uh, it's really interesting because I like your concept of time is really weird when you're like going back into focus mode because you're like, oh, it might have been 20 minutes. Nope. 14 left. But then when it's like closer <laughs> to five, you're just like, blah, 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 blah. And then you look over I'm like break time. It says, who knows how mm -hmm. long I went over? Fuck. Given. I mean, it, 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 normally I don't really care that much. But when I'm like I've had a couple actual drop ins and it's like, oh, I should if I'm promoting this technique and saying, come join me, do this Pomodoro thing. Um. I should probably be a little more aware. Mm. Uh, and I had a, I had an add-on script on Windows that would like I could, you can make a preview window on OBS, so that it just shows you a small window. But of course, that thing it will go to the background whenever you start working. So I found a script that would, yeah. you you could use a keystroke to like make something always on top. And mm -hmm. that stopped working a couple of days ago, and I've been too lazy to debug because yeah. now it's like I am doing a lot, but like I'd be okay with. Um, like putting that on the stream in a corner. Yeah. Yeah. And then as long as it makes a bong, that's all I need. Mm. Yeah, bong. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I downloaded it, but um, uh, I, I can't have a Steam client on my work laptop. If I could. There is <laughs> one thing I do hope is that they uh, update it with a little bit more music, because um, yeah. I I got to a point where after maybe I I don't know how how many tracks and how long the music kind of goes on for, but after an hour I realised that I'd heard that track kind of before and it, it all flows very well. All the tracks kind of flow into each other, um, but I suddenly realised like oh I've, I've I've heard this so whether it's only an hour of kind of music or something. Um, but you can you can turn that. I think you can mute. It the has music various settings. So can you, yes, so you can mute the music. You could just have it as a timer. Um, you can have different yeah, music on or something like that. that so mm. because I can still hear music um, on my when I switch to my work laptop via my yeah. KVM switch. So I might just do that and get the music up. Yeah, I've been just been doing that for like lo-fi hip hop YouTube channel, which is yep. basically uh, the just audio version of virtual cottage i mean so. yeah yeah is it the lo-fi beats to study by two or whatever the, that, the, cat. the chilled chilled cow one <laughs> yeah so they have it on they someone's put it on or i don't know if they have but yeah yeah they put it on spotify as well um oh, okay. it's just uh the reason i don't use that on my streams is because i'm not sure if they would copyright mm, whatever yeah. so i use that other royalty free stream beats um thing but yeah. i also i'm used i mean that's my go-to um stream slash youtube as well for for work yeah. unless i really need to focus and i'm doing like strong focused mm -hmm. analytical work and then there's a lovely spotify playlist called detox which is okay. so plain and boringly <laughs> uh, you know it's, it's 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 music for the background but like yeah. i still work better with some noise so mm -hmm. when i'm like 
unless I like, sometimes I just need to mute everything, but sometimes it's just nice to have something which is like entirely forgettable that you're never going to tune into. You don't really notice the beat, etc. Like it's, I mean, I don't want to like drag the composers and artists who make it, but to me, for my musical taste, it's like the antithesis of what I listen to music for, but yeah. it's perfect for what I want to work to when I'm yeah. needing that focus. Yeah, yeah, it's it's nice. Like, I, I can just work in silence, but mm. yeah, it's nice just to put on my headphones and then mute whatever background noise is going on. It's just yeah, and like well, yeah, I, I listen to game um, oh, soundtracks, yeah. but yeah, like Hollow Knight or something. But usually, I'm you... just like because I know them, I'm just like oh, I want to skip to the next song. I'd be mm. switching back and forth, whereas lo-fi hip hop, I don't know any of those songs. Yeah, I do that yeah. all like classic FM or something like that. It's like and it's, know, and this it's, is it, probably it, Beethoven. I don't know. <laughs> and game game soundtracks are definitely something I've I've used a lot to to kind of work to. Um, and it's 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 nice to have that on especially if I'm doing something like emails where you don't have lyric kind of accompaniment to it it's mm. just the music kind of going on because it doesn't then distract you from rereading over what you've written from getting yeah, kind of your sure. thoughts out and, and stuff like this so it's it's very very easy to just as, you, as we've also just have on in the background um, to give you a little bit of focus to drown everything else out so you can concentrate on the actual task at hand yeah. Good. So a little bit of a tangent there. Um, we'll come back. Come back to you, Lucy. Yeah. Uh, you want to talk about family ideal? We, we said that we table it for mm. this week. So. Yeah, we can. I didn't finish it. It's fine. I, I'm not going to spoil it. Not, yeah. Not really anything you can spoil. Ju- like I, I tried it. I tried mm. it, but I didn't get on with it. Really? <laughs> mm. That's surprising. I actually just plain forgot because I was really into it, but I was like, oh, I kind of want to like, I had other things on the go. I looked at it. I'm like, okay, I've, I've done a bit of it and I want to like just find this space of time to just like really pay attention and crank through versus like I started it while I was like in the middle of some emails and admin. I'm like, I'll just take a look at this. Uh, and I was like, no, this is a thing I want to go back to. And I honestly plum forgot. And that's not like mm. denigration mm. to the thing. I just lost track of it. Um, yeah. Do you want to give it's us a lowdown, yeah. Lucy, and then Ben, you can tell us what you didn't like, and I can why say what grabbed it, it me sure. <laughs> Grab, yeah, Not- yeah. It's basically a logic grid puzzle game, it's sort of like Oberdin, but much smaller in scale, and you're not doing any of the 3D movement or anything like. It's just simply uh, kind of looking at notes and listening through audio tracks. So. It's set in, it's, it's between like, it's like the early 90s, isn't mm-hmm. it? Maybe late 80s, early 90s, um, UK, what would you call that scene, Adil? Indie. Just like indie. Yeah, just indie, UK yeah. indie. Indie rock, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's or the birth of what we now call indie rock, which obviously doesn't make mm-hmm. too much sense with its name, just like alternative rock doesn't make sense because it stopped being alternative for decades when yep. it was the primary <laughs> rock. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was independent, it, it set the tone for mm-hmm. not alternative rock for 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 decades um mm-hmm. yeah uh, but so, of course it's not actually real bands no it was uh the guy who makes it gosh what's his name i can't remember maybe his name's tim or something like that tim sherman or something like that. i can't remember but yeah one guy you know did all the programming um 
all the writing. I think he's the voice of the radio host. Oh, yeah. Um, and yeah, wrote and did all the music, so... <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, so... multi-talented guy. Mm. Yeah, so basically you've got this, like, tree-like structure of bands, mm-hmm. um, and, like, it'll be, like, band name, and it'll have four people underneath it, and then it'll have arrows from some of them to other bands, and it branches out, because the idea is there was this, like, yeah. couple of initial um, collabs, and then... Um, as things go, you know, uh, people left and form new bands and form bands between each other. And the whole point is like in it's it's a if you know anything about indie music in that time well, in general, like, you know, that a lot of these scenes tend to be pretty incestuous in the sense of like there's a lot of cross pollination. And um, wow, that's a mixed metaphor, incestuous and cross pollination. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. So um, and so like a lot of collaborations, et cetera, and and um the scene is bit w- yeah. wide but small, so people loop mm-hmm. around, and so you have this initial like map of these are the it's these are all the people who are like in family, yeah. these various bands. These are the bands, and then it'll it, it gives you a set of you know a couple written scraps like article excerpts, um, and then some audio excerpts um, like tracks that are for of the various bands, and then you basically yeah like Lucy said it's it's a audiovisual puzzle game where you are going through the evidence and trying to say okay based on me knowing that this duo was a male and a female and on the grid it says like bass player guitar vocals or whatever and this article says her rhythm section or whatever is really strong and then this other article says this other band which hasn't uh which has an arrow from on the on the like the tree it'll be like spot two also was part of this other band so you know that this per one of the members of this band is in both of them and so you're like deduce well it's more like uh abduction because you don't have like strong necessarily super strong information at least in the beginning yes yes so you're just like ah okay so it's probably this person uh, and then, mm-hmm. so I can fill one. Uh, I can like vaguely fill one of the four spots on band number two with this person, but I know that the bassist is this female name, and so I can click that and say this is the name. And then every five you label, it yeah, tells five. you whether you're right or wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, five. And so, like, I played through, got the first five right, played another three or four, didn't quite get the next checkpoint, and then I was like, ah, you know what, I I want to spend more time with this because it's. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not easily repeatable, obviously. Um, no, I don't think it switches up like any of the names on like a substitute. I think it'd be really hard because a lot of the clues yeah. are like, listen to this track of music, and then you're like, ah, okay, this is a like, there's no like, this is a duo, and there's no the vocalist yeah. is male, therefore the non-vocalist has to be female, like that kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. It's just would be really hard to like mix it up. Yeah, and it's it's it, it's free. You can pay for it i think it's like two pounds 99 but yeah yeah you can play a free browser-based um version of it and, yeah and it doesn't seem like uh, there's much difference between the pc no, download and the browser i don't think there is other than like you can keep it forever if you put it on your pc um, i don't know i don't know what yeah, the download it, is like but on the browser version um <laughs> it's um the 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 information and the screen and stuff was bigger than my screen 
and there was no way for me to resize anything, at least that I found. So, so part of my problem with it was that I was I didn't have the full screen to kind of look at, so I'm kind of okay. moving oh, that, that around really aggravating. to kind of look at something. It was yeah. aggravating, and um, we'll get into why you two kind of uh, you know have enjoyed it, Lucy. I assume you finished it. Um, yeah, yeah. Did you once sitting it? Yeah, I think Ooh. I started and finished it on like the same day. Yeah, yeah. It's nice. only about an hour and a half. Yeah, mm. two hours. Yeah, I got that sense just because I think there's 30 slots, and I was like, okay, I cranked through five. I'm sure it'll get harder, but it's not going to get much, yeah. much, much longer just because it's some of this is just going to be knock on effects, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Tin Shineman. Sorry, that's his name. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, carry on, Ben. Um, my, my biggest issue with this is I fucking hated the music. <laughs> I don't like that music anyway. So, but it's like it wasn't a. I can. Sorry. I can get over music that I don't. I mean, wouldn't seek out. Like, yes, I can, but I'm just like, oh, just I. This is just doing my head in. I do not. I. 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 I don't like this kind of music. It's not. That's not true. It, there are some of those bands that I would listen to, but. Uh, uh, some of them, I'm just like, oh, I just, I just don't care. Yeah, I think it, it didn't, it didn't, it, you know. <laughs> and the issue with trying to move around the screen and stuff as well, I'm just like, the radio. I like, I don't like. I'll put the radio on and I'll kind of listen to that for a bit. But now I want to listen to a track. But actually, when I switch back to the radio, it ha- it doesn't pause the radio. It's a continuous stream oh, of radio. So um, you can like turn the music off there. Yeah, so you can you can listen to the radio, you can turn everything off, or you can just listen to tracks. But the radio presentation, at least from what mm-hmm. I can remember, continued whilst I was listening yeah. to other songs. So I'd yeah, switch back in, and then they'd be like in the middle of a conversation. I'm like, well, I've missed that. So oh. how long until this loops back, and I kind of have to wait for that? And I I think I was yeah. I started it early in the morning. I was getting ready to do some work, and I'm like, I don't have the patience for this right now. I don't. This isn't what I want to be listening to. Goodbye. Yeah, I mean, I think that's very fair. I, uh, yeah. I definitely. I didn't listen to much of the music, and yeah. like I didn't get like all the clues. I could were like on the those those excerpts from like newspapers. And, yeah, all the notes and the know, interviews and, and stuff. stuff. Yeah. I didn't need to listen to oh. the radio. I think it's cool that that that's just an extra. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's super interesting because yeah, one of the reasons I that's good why that I um, it's just an oh. hmm? sorry I overtalked you. No, it's fine. Uh, yeah, the reason why uh, I was to say one of the reasons why I did take the break because I wanted to. I, I figured you needed to listen to the tracks. I was like, I don't have the mental space slash I like. I'm in the middle of. Uh, I'm about to do some work and like yada yada, mm. and it's like, oh, it sounds like so. I presumed you would have to like go through the tracks. I, I assumed the radio wasn't as important because it wasn't, um, like because you couldn't seek information directly in it. Um, mm-hmm. It seemed it's it, so it's really funny that we have three different mode moves on the audio. <laughs> Lucy was like, "Yeah, take it or leave it." Uh, Ben's like, "Leave it," and I'm like, "I want to take it later." Woo! <laughs> Don't cut that audio bite, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh no um but like so i mean i do have a soft spot for indie and um 
and that stuff. Uh, I mean, I, when back in the early 2000s, I ran a, uh, a music blog and like second generation indie and in Canada, especially like um, Broken Social Scene and Arcade Fire and like mm. had people like Feist, uh, et cetera, and all these bands that like hit internationally. But in Canada, the like smaller acts that they broke off or the solos that didn't make it, like I, I went to a lot of concerts with this type of like scene, the sort of Montreal Canadian indie scene of the 2000s. And this this game was like, hey, remember how much encyclopedic knowledge you had about the ins and outs there and how, how much you liked seeing what different people would collaborate through and mm. stuff. And like it just brought a lot of that back to me and i was like oh i want to appreciate this music even though i know it's fabricated but to see mm -hmm. sort of a notion of these like oh yeah this band and this band share two members but they really sound differently I'm like ah yes i that triggers weird nostalgia bells in my head mm -hmm. um yeah but uh yeah and that's like, why i, I don't didn't know anything about that music that i don't know anything about that genre of music so I could not discern if that's good or bad it's all the same to me i mean <laughs> that's just it's music like if... though isn't it yeah, it's like, I don't know, it's like wine. I don't know the difference between good wine and bad wine. It's all wine to me, and it's just <laughs> not what I'd seek out. If I knew more about that music, then maybe yes, if I was like you, Ben, I have more knowledge of this space, more discerning taste, mm -hmm. then maybe I, I, I can decide whether I like this or not. But it's just like, yeah, this is just that music. Like some scruffy looking people probably uh, recorded it, and that was it. <laughs> that <laughs> and that's like, there's no, there's no up or down from that. It's just that music. So it's like I don't dislike it, don't like it. Yeah, it's just it, it's yep. neutral. It, it's, <laughs> it's this is the, the, these are pieces of the puzzle, and it turns out you don't need a lot of them. Mm. I mean, that kind of makes me sad. I or I wouldn't be surprised if like. Like I said, like I made made some um, moves based on ah, I've listened to tracks from band one and band two, and thus mm -hmm. knowing what the excerpts have told me, I know via listening that this person has to be the the vocalist of this band because just simply by by the the, the sound of their voice, right? Um, yeah. So, but I do like that it's more flexible. Yeah, yeah, I think it. it there are like some tidbits, some clues in that, like because I did, as you said, like I did go into like some of those records and th think, oh, I can tell that this lead is um is a man, so I know that yes, the lead singer is going to be man and stuff like that. So yeah, I think there's clues dotted everywhere, but uh, but yeah, I think most of the weight probably lies within those um, written clues rather than mm -hmm. anything else. But, yeah. Um, I I I, re I really enjoyed it, and he's got a game called Rivals mm. out on Steam, which I I'm definitely going to get to at some point. Um, yeah, just a bit more premium, longer package. Mm. I think I think that's like American country music, which same for me. Not music I'd seek out, but I'd listen to it. I'd be like, this is nice on my ears, and be done. <laughs> like I, I can I can listen to like any music. Like I have a. I wouldn't say I have e eclectic taste, but it's like, give me whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. Give me some Swedish death metal, and I'll probably, you know, enjoy it. I mean, I'll say I mean of course yeah. you will. Swedish yeah. death metal is great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
give me give me anything. I don't think there's any music that would invoke a physical reaction where I'd have to turn it off. I mean, I think there are definitely entries in every genre, but I'm kind of the same yes. way. Like I've listened to a lot of different genres and I gravitate to certain mm -hmm. ones, but I'm never like if it's good examples of blah. Um well, one of the things that I struggled with for a while um was like like all those weird niche metal genres um because I couldn't discern what made it good and as soon as I hit the oh right yeah. one of the reasons why metal is amazing is because the pure like precision mm -hmm. right like doing these things on especially guitar for example or and the drums right like is incredibly difficult and as soon as you have an appreciation for what it would be like to play it you're like ah mm -hmm. I get this, it's, and uh, and that's crazy. Like, how are they doing this? This is musicianship. And as soon as you like yeah. let down your guard of, I'm not used to this type of music. Like, and now I can appreciate it. And I'm not saying it's just purely. It's not sonically good. It's just I think that helped me pay more attention to the sonics as well. So I'm like, I find yeah. it just generally interesting and uh, enjoyable. Um, noise is probably the best genre I know of. Of this shouldn't be good, but I like it. <laughs> noise. Yeah, we we, we noise? we'll we'll have to. Uh, it, it's kind of. What you or think. do I not want to go down? I, I think. It, <laughs> I just wanted to say that's a genre that sometimes does not have sonically nice moments because that's kind of the point. Um, but it's still interesting and enjoyable on its own terms. And sometimes you're like, yeah, I want to listen to some noise. Um, it's it's labeled that because it. It's kind of like, like throat music. Well, it's sort <laughs> like of like um. So so beginning of jazz, right? Was like, fuck yeah. fuck the standard notions of music. We'll just do something else. Mm. And it turns out mm. that something else is great, and a lot of it is gorgeous sounding as well. And noise is like the more modern approach to that theory. Oh, okay, interesting. I I shall see. But of course, a lot. You know who I'm jealous of. Hmm. Mm. No, carry on. Oh, I was just to say, obviously a lot of music has happened since then, so they're trying to yes. avoid any specific genre that's grown out of music and do their own thing, which is increasingly difficult. But, um, yeah, anyway. If you uh, uh, yeah. if you want more information or a good entry to point to noise, uh, just tweet me at the Omniarch. Uh. <laughs> and we'll leave that alone. Go back to games <laughs> and beer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm jealous of people who can just hear a piece of music and just know exactly what genre that is. I'm jealous of those people because I struggle with that. It's like I don't know the difference between, as you were saying, like indie rock, alternative rock, blues rock, dad rock. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't butt rock. Drive time classics. Yeah, I, I would. I would love to um, just be able to like pick it out and just say that's that kind of music but don't know anything about music so there you go but you do know that you like family yeah I enjoyed yeah. it Vin Diesel's favourite game that's <laughs> <laughs> what it's all about <laughs> not it's Butcher Bay or whatever it is <laughs> oh yeah I forgot about Escape from Butcher yeah. Bay the... and he has another Wheelman oh, oh yes. right yeah. yeah and 2020's best game, that Fast and Furious game. <laughs> <laughs> Has that, that actually come out? I didn't think that came yeah. out. 
Jeez. It did. Wow. It did, it generally did come out. Is that where Vin Diesel like looked like me, but without a beard and very much more blocky? <laughs> oh yeah, it came out in August. Mm. Yikes. Too much fanfare. Really. Mm. <laughs> Slightly Mad Studios published by Bandai. Yeah. Yep. Um, uh just just to be well, a completionist, it's Fast and the Furious Colon Crossroads. Emphasis on the colon, I suspect. I, I'm I'm going through and watching those films again. Mm, Two is actually really good. Like, I mean, five, it's, six, and seven are like a perfect trilogy of that type of movie. Yeah, I re- I think five's my favorite, but like how everyone says, like two's the worst. It, it's not like four is the worst or whatever. Yeah, the one where Two they just is actually really good. So I mm. thought everyone said Tokyo Drift was the worst, but it's. It's no, it's a I charming like movie <laughs> that is not supposed to be in that franchise. Like literally, the script was for a different series. I I completely disagree. I like that there's this this completely oh weird entry. Mm. I, I I agree as well. I mean, it, the best part is to make sense of it in the Fast and Furious timeline. You have to pretend it's ten years, like years before it was filmed but all mm. the cars are still when it was filmed because uh, what's <laughs> his name Japan, they're way ahead of us mate Han yeah, yeah because of Han Han's yeah, role he dies doesn't yeah. he in, uh, in one of the other films or something so yeah they but, were driving but, the Suzuki's and Mitsubishi's when we were still in horse and carriage mate yeah but yeah, also Han basically the problem is they're when driving robots now it's not even <laughs> Han's death spoiler alert it's Han's in it joining the group in Fast Five yeah. or whatever puts mm, yeah the the way they describe their relationship it puts basically um it needs to be after Fast Five, I think is what it is. I can't remember. But basically, the, the way they describe their relationships, yeah. um, the only way to make sense of Tokyo Drift is if it's like a decade after when it took place. Yes. It's great. It's it, it's it, so yeah. wonderfully Fast and the Furious. This <laughs> <laughs> feels very, very good. Yeah, that, yeah, that's me for this week. I don't... Have any? I don't. I haven't played anything else. I don't think. No, it's fair. It's fair. Tony Hawk. Oh, work, I, I will. I will say. But um, there's an update to the Xbox app on iOS, oh, which yeah. is not iCloud enabled, but it's, it allows you to remote play. It's good. Okay. Yeah. Just like streaming from yeah. your Xbox to something that's on. I think it has to be on the same network. If I'm not misunderstood so sort of what i'd used to do for like my surface tablet mm. um it's not ideal um you know it's fine i i got decent decent enough signal i i, I wanted to play something twitchy because I, I thought well this might be a good way to play like tell me why or something like that mm-hmm. just um lie up in bed if i just can't be asked to even sit up and play it and um <laughs> So yeah, tried out Tony Hawk and that that worked pretty well. Yeah, okay, so. nice. Yeah, so in in imperfect solution, but hopefully iCloud will be available by the time anyone can leave the house. So it's kind of right it's now, kind of like, it's like a, a foot in, it's like a foot in the door into the Apple ecosystem, isn't it? After all of that rumblings that they weren't going to do anything on there and and or mm-hmm. stuff had been taken off and issues with it and things. So like oh they they tested it and they weren't happy with it and then Apple were like 
actually now we weren't happy with it because we can't monetize it or some shit like who knows what the actual issue was around that but it's good that they now have that foot in the door again that that can possibly be built upon so iCloud uh, 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 xCloud and um, stuff can come at a later date possibly so it's it's only a matter of time I believe but you know it could be years but they will probably be trapped indoors for years so (laughs) not too concerned about that one (laughs) <laughs> no, no, I don't think mm. we need to be. Plus, um, I could buy like a twenty pound iPad. No, what are they that's called? true. The Google's, the Google's phones, the Google phones, the Googlies, yeah, and Pixel, Samsung. That sounds expensive. Yeah, unless it is just literally one pixel on the screen. That sounds expensive. I mean, well, that's it. I if stand the Pixel by... Three then had three pixels on. Yeah, the Pixel Four has <laughs> got four, and the Pixel Three A was only available to Canadians. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you lucky, I I stand by the Pixel Three A though. Uh, in all seriousness, it's got yeah. the fancy. It's good. Yeah, it's Slide got up. the it's got enough speed, etc., storage, and mm. it has the the landmark Pixel Three camera, and it's half the price. Especially now that the well, four came out. You know, the five's on the way as well. Yeah, phones are just good now. You're not going to get like your Blackberries or something like yeah. that these days. So people have discerned. <laughs> literally can't now. get Blackberries anymore. <laughs> oh, they are gone. Good. <laughs> they were awful. Right. Should we open up some more beers? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go. Yeah, rinse. Been, oh, I don't have to rinse my glass. Like, I grabbed two. Nice. Yay! Lucy, we'll start with you. Uh, oh, no. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I saved this one till second because I've had it before. Mm-hmm. It is a new beer from Burning Soul that I picked up uh, on Friday, last Friday. Um, and I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but I like this beer. Um, it's <laughs> called Bonebender IPA. Great name, too. Um, and there's bendy bones on it. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Is that what um, it does to you, or...? I, I wish, but... <laughs> not quite. Huh? It is 5.5% IPA. Um, no, no flavour text. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. 5.5% IPA. Cool. Mm-hmm. Adam, what have you got second? Uh, I've got the... Uh, handshake by Ulanot. It is a Cranberry Baltic Porter. Uh, Baltic Porter brewed in collaboration with Ukrainian brewery Varvar using Ukrainian cranberries and Estonian rye malt. It is a percentage 6.5% obviously Baltic Porter. Um, Yeah. Comes in, in, in a bottle. And mm, with mm. some really great, I like it because I think right it's the Estonian and the Ukrainian, co- like collab, and they've got this like mustachioed sunglass dude and a weird sort of Vikingish yeah guy hanging out, and they're oh, I do think it's funny like that they have their arms beard. around each other, but it's called handshake, and they're just like yeah. It turns out this is a better picture. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Has he got like a, a hop for a beard? Yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. His beard is hop. Yeah, or or his face is hop? Amazing. It's unclear. 
He's wearing a helmet. Because I, I want a hot beard. Me too. Yeah, I could just dangle it in my beard. <laughs> Double dry hot. Uh, I think yeah. that's... Every, every yeah. time. Just get that extra <laughs> bit of flavour from it. Nice. Um, so everyone knows what I'm drinking. Um, this is a punk IPA. I got a big bottle. I'm oh, big bottle. I knew, the, the, I knew the can I was so small. Uh, yes, yeah, 660ml bottle. Um, oh. It is 5.4%. 5. 5. I always thought punk was bigger than that. No, oh, maybe they've dropped it. Maybe they dropped yes. it down. No, I don't think it. I think it's a label that was. I think they've mm, always been not. that, and it's just. Um, we when we first embarked on this a million years ago, and that was like a let's try this beer. We weren't hitting the like, like double IPAs weren't super popular back then either, and I think we yeah. just were like yeah, yeah okay so it's like uh, it's five percent and like the the other IPAs were make maybe six or seven and it was like okay. Um, and yeah. I think because I mean that's one of the things where when the market changes, but you keep your exact um, recipe basically the same uh, for five, Ever. six years, whatever, like a better part of a decade. Yeah, I mean, they, I, I would imagine they've refined it a little bit and they changed it. Maybe uh, yeah, I just meant that. Sorry, when I say recipe, like I mean that, like the the sort of generic approach. Yes, like the the idea is still sort of do that. Um, uh, like the other beers, this has no flavor text. Uh, all it says on the back is the beer that started it all. And I assume they mean for themselves and not for everyone else who drinks <laughs> beer. But, um, Have they changed their label? Yeah, Maybe so that's they, why I didn't. That's they why. did a little while yeah. back. It's like a, it's like a shield with mm. um, yes. just two tone blue now. And I, I think a lot of the I, other cat. I don't uh, like, like that. That looks too similar to like other like just. Box standard, very generic supermarket, but yeah, really yeah. generic. Like they're kind of like textured um, one that they had before. I I, I like that. That's yeah. why I, Agreed, I was just yeah. like, I've never seen it in that bottle, but I absolutely have just with a different label. Yes, <laughs> I bought for, for this <laughs> uh, many a moon ago. So. Yeah. Mm. Um. So we'll come back to you, Lucy, mm. for the burning soul. Heads disappeared now. But, um, oh yeah, you're getting this nice, um, very citrusy, very, gosh, what's the, I'm trying to think of the name of the fruit, um, very nice tropical fruit smell to it. Mm. I can't remember the name of the fruits on the tip of my tongue, but I can't. Is it not a common it, fruit? Uh, it probably is, but because I forgot the word li- licorice earlier, brain's <laughs> so. just dead today. It, it's a beer. Looks good. Smells good. Tastes good. Is good. Is it sort of more stone fruity? Is it a little bit sweeter? Yeah, maybe a bit. Maybe a bit peachy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. But yeah. This is this is a really good beer. It's. I'm trying to get rid of the stout flavour before mm. describe this. It's just that yeah, big licorice hoppy. taking over. <laughs> it is. But yeah, really hoppy. Really like light in not in like flavour or something like that, but just it lifts you up. It's very mm. effervescent. It's very 
Yeah, the, the flavours are not too bold, but it's just like a nice pick-me-up, especially after yeah. like a, you know, deeper, heavier stout. This is very, it's just very quaffable, very easy to drink. It's It's got a nice bit of fruit on it. Um, as you say, those nice stone fruit flavours. Smells good. It's, it's a little bit cloudy. Yeah, in fact, it's actually really cloudy. Mm. Probably, yeah, just a bit darker than straw, light amber colour. But yeah, this is, how many, what was it, 5.5%? Yeah, this is like sessionable. Like, mm-hmm. As you were saying before, if you were going to go to the park or something like that, you wouldn't pick up your good old Aldi IPA. You'd pick up a few of these, what, they're yeah. like £3 each or something like that. And yeah, just really, really drinkable. Like, I'm just going to smash it back soon. Like, I was supping on that stout, <laughs> mainly because, you know, it's a bit more on the darker side. Uh, you know, the taste lasts, especially that bitterness on that um, lasted quite a long time. This, I, I just want to neck it, really. So, yeah, yeah this is also fair. a nice, nice bitterness, really well balanced between that fruit and then a little bit of bitterness and hoppiness. So, yeah, really good. Nice, good. Uh-huh. Adol, how about you? We'll come to the, um, what was it, a Baltic porter? A uh, cranberry Baltic porter, yeah. It's mm. obviously quite thick, kind of cola colored, so it's a little, it's not just pitch black, a little, you can see it's a little see through and brown. Uh, nice thick head, good lacing on it. Um, yeah, I mean, it smells like berries with a maltiness undertone. Mm hmm. Uh, what's nice about the nose is that it's kind of more berry than cranberry, so there's like a hint of that tartness that you get from cranberries, but um, it's not the predominant. It's more like oh yeah, fruity berry, with some un- malt undertones and a little bit of tart, which makes for a more pleasant aroma, I think. Yeah. Ooh. I mean, first. Impression is excellent, um, thick. It's a six odd percent, I said. Six point five. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, w- one of the things you get when those five percents is um, it often tastes thinner, and the fact that it immediately started coating my tongue, and then letting all those flavors hit all the parts of my tongue is exactly what I want from from a porter. Um, Interesting. So you don't notice the malts until the finish. Um, and there's a bit of a sweetness coming from the cranberries. And then as the malts fade off, you get the tartness that comes along with, with cranberry flavor. Um, but uh, it, it the cranberries are actually much more low-key, which is, I think, for me, welcome. Um, they're mm. just sort of adding and, I think, stitching together some interesting parts of the border. Rather than being too sweet, too sort of, you know, up front. Or too, just almost just too fruit forward. Mm. Um, like, uh, instead, it's like, oh, this is a very creamy porter. It's a little muddled to start, and then tastes sort of start sorting themselves out, and you get um, a nice sort of, not super malty, but nice malty mid-range and uh, midpoint, and then, it, like I said, it splits off, and then you get a touch of sweetness. Um, and a touch of, followed by a touch of tartness, um, 
Yeah, I'm actually surprised. It's 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 one of the those beers where there's a lot going on, but they're all really well stitched together. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm like, yes, there's these three or four different notes, but for most of the flavor, they're they're not they're operating in unison. So it's not like I'm being like, okay, and then there's that bit, and then there's this bit, and there's this other bit. It's like, oh wait, hold on, wh- where? How long am I really detecting that tartness? Is it the whole time? Mm. It's hard to tell. Yeah, so that so that cranberry is definitely doing a lot of work, and like I said, um, once the main taste leaves, you have this like sweetness. Um, you have this cran obviously coming from the cranberry, but then there's also the sort of more roasted multi flavor that like lingers and picks up a bit. Um, and by that I mean everything else is fading and it's lingering, and you're left with a really satisfying. Um, lightly malted finish um which fades into a slight sweetness mm-hmm. oh and then back to like roasted notes interesting yeah so i think it's it finishes roasted but it like i said these tastes are really well done and it's not what i expected having red cranberry baltic porter just because usually you're oh. expecting the fruit that's clearly added to like do something or be really forward but actually it's like just sort of sitting there giving a bit of tart and a bit of sweet as cranberries yeah. do but not in a very forceful way uh and also like i said that like thicker mouthfeel and texture is really makes it to be honest it's just a very quaffable porter like i like the lingering tastes i like the finish but it's so satisfying to like take a nice half mouthful let it coat my mouth swallow it hit those uh the taste curve on the back end and then it kind of like oh but i could have another sip because it was like so it's it's like it's been a while since i've had a porter or a stout that's been this fulfilling on the creamier Mm. creamier side i think is what's going on here just just more velvety uh more coating and it's allowing this really well stitched together taste to like be brought forward not via strength in the sense of it's not like, ah, these are the things going on. It's just like, ah, these are the things going on all over my mouth because um, the texture is so good. Mm. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Good. Um, I'm not going to say anywhere near the same sort of thing about this. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. If, if it was, if the, if, if the Brute Dog IPA suddenly was like thick and velvety, <laughs> I think maybe it'd have gone off. <laughs> well,. <laughs> You can see it's almost as clear as the um, as the Audi the IPA. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a little darker. It's a little bronze, perhaps, but the the head sticks around on it. Super malty on the nose. I mean, punk kind of always has been a little bit sort of bready, slightly sweeter, perhaps. But it's very very similar on the nose, at least. I remember uh, a couple of months ago, maybe now. It was just you and I on an episode, and I drank some Goose Island. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, these two beers have almost exactly, you know, the same nose, the Goose Island IPA and this Punk IPA. Mm-hmm. That more yeah. malt forward sort of um, nose yeah. to them. And then in the flavour, it is malt forward. You're not getting a huge amount from the hops, but it has more of a, a creaminess to it than I remember. It's definitely got a little bit of a smoothness to it, but with that smoothness, it kind of rushes everything back and you're you know the flavor disappears really quickly and you're left with this very very light 
kind of almost smoky bitterness. You know, it's not quite pine. It's kind of it's just getting there, but it's it's just super light and and not really much of anything kind of in the in the bitterness, but. Even trying to keep it in your mouth a little bit and, and luxuriate on the taste, it just isn't there. Just try not to spit it out. Keep it in your mouth a little bit, mate. Uh, yeah. It's just, I mean, it's... Yeah. Why don't I buy a big bowl? Don't really pick the audio. Apologies. Oh. God. Oof. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Um... Our tastes have um, become more refined. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I we'll now leave it there. And we'll, we'll, oh. <laughs> Sorry, I was gonna say I now want. I'm gonna have to go back to. I'm sure we've tasted it on the first like ten episodes of Tanked Up. Oh yeah, and just see what what the what the um, notes were on that back back in the day. <laughs> Shows how far <laughs> we've all come. I mean, yeah. I, someone asked me like, oh yeah, so like. You do a beer podcast, so like, what does that mean? Like, how many beers have you drunk? I'm like, I can't fucking count that many. And then I was like, well, that that sounds weird. Hold on. <laughs> but like, two a week, X number of years, we had some weeks off, especially in those early years, we tend to do it like once a month or once every couple of weeks. Yeah. But yeah. like, oh God, we've hundreds. had hundreds of beers. And that's not even including not podcast beers. <laughs> Mm. like when you go Podcasting to a accounts for like one percent of my interview. yeah exactly right and it's just like but in, it's sort of it's been a while since i've thought about the sheer number of ver like the variety of beers that i've just mm. casually had um and yeah it's just so when if you do look back and uh and, and find out that you really liked it back then eh, it probably was the same know. beer but that doesn't mean a lot and also, no. even if you love it now, this is not slagging you off, uh, listener. Uh, it's just a taste that isn't a thing that Ben, nor I, nor Lucy, I suspect, would seek out um, no. anymore. But, but it's like, there, there are some beers that are like, I've had like within months of each other, and it's like, I've had different experiences with them anyway, so like, I've just... Mm -hmm. I'm not as exactly as, as fond as I was with this one. Maybe it was like the temperature or the the age of the beer, if it was on draft or anything like that. So yeah, fluctuating. It, if it's um, if it's kind of taste. craft as well, it might just mm -hmm. be a slightly different mix in the uh, you know in the batch. They've 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 put in an extra quantity of this malt rather than this instead because that's what they had. But it's generally the same recipe apart from maybe a little bit of a shift yeah. in in quantities and things. But that can change the change the flavor. I think. Maybe with you know when you get to the level of something like Brewdog and you're you're trying to have that consistency, um, it's it's not going to you know if I go and get this beer in a month or two months' time, it's probably going to be very very similar. Um, I think it's just it's just that that breadth of experience and, and knowledge and changing tastes that come along with, with the amount of beers that we've drank and, and understanding kind of the flavours that we gravitate towards and we like and yeah. stuff like that. So. But when they're having that like mass market scale mm. which they which they are now practically um, yeah they're, they're not going to put as much as flavours into it, they're not going to put as many hops or anything like that so 
as as you know, as just how things go. Like, yeah, quality yeah. drops mm. because you're catering for a wider absolutely spectrum. Like yeah. Brewdog still technically craft. Are they going to get as many you know like um, hop contracts as you know others? Yeah, maybe they have to scale right. it back. Maybe they have to do something with the recipe to to get it on that um, bigger scale. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And they, and again, like if I'm putting in X number of uh, these malts, but actually, and I was putting in Y of these malts, but these malts are now you know like half the price of the other one. I'm going to switch the quantities over, so I'm putting in more of the cheaper malt and less of the more expensive one. And the recipe's not that different, really. But you know we've cut costs and all of those sorts of things. And you know, with economies of scale and stuff, I imagine with the step Brewdog I've taken, there's definitely been those conversations and those uh, those changes made to to recipes. Um, we um, could only assume at this point without speaking to them, I suppose. So, yeah. uh, mm. quick search. Mm-hmm. Uh, episode 62, uh, January okay. 2017. Uh, ben, you had Brewdog's Ace of Equinox Session IPA and the Punk IPA. Okay. So, not that long ago. Yeah, he nearly, says, nearly pretending like years. it's not twenty fucking twenty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nearly four years ago. Yeah. yeah. Really? Was it? I, yeah. Twenty seventeen. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I was around then. Yeah, you, you, <laughs> Lucy, yeah. you had I Moore's raw bitter and a Northern Mike Monk Bombay Dazzler, and I was not part of I the episode. Bombay Dazzler. Oh, okay. It was one- good. At- no. <laughs> <laughs> Remember it fondly. Oh man, brutes. Probably correct, but brutes all the oh. same. <laughs> should, we, should we switch back to some some gaming chat? Yeah. Sure. Um, I I haven't got a huge amount this week either um, to to chat about, but I did return to a couple of games which I'd spoken about previously, which I think are both currently towards the top of my favourite games this year. Um, mm. The first one is Fall Guys. Because... <laughs> oh, I've heard of that game. I, I, I did not expect that. Yeah. <laughs> the, they've, they've introduced um, Season 2, uh, which came out mm. at some point, I think towards the beginning of October, um, it's a, a medieval fantasy sort of theme. So all of the costumes are kind of like knights and vikings and dragons and that sort of stuff. But the interesting thing that they've done is they've introduced a load of new um, games to play. Hmm. And they've mixed things up a little bit because the new games that they've introduced in some of them kind of elicit a little bit of teamwork but without you being in teams. So there's one where you have to um, basically scale walls. And the only way to scale walls is by moving big blocks. So you can kind of jump on a block, jump on a block, and then jump over the wall or kind of grab the wall. And it, it, it kind of elicits a little bit of people having to work together. So, it, you know, everyone rushing forward, you'll get like a few people moving this block and a few more people will go, well, actually, I need another one to be able to jump on that. So there's this kind of like community thinking with a few of these um, maps that, 
you know, obviously is to the detriment of some people because not everyone can kind of get through. Um, and then there's some really sort of interesting sort of changes and stuff. And I'm really enjoying it again. I think I dropped off it a little bit. Like, mm, it's the same kind of maps mm. over and over again. And I think, when did it come out? Maybe August sort of time. And uh, right? I think I played it pretty solidly for about a month. And then... I thought it came out in of... like May... How many? Huh? How many times did you no, win? I, not many. <laughs> Is it more than, than zero? <laughs> yes. Okay. You, I remember you, you being happy. Oh, I, yeah. You, I do recall that as well now. Mm. I think maybe four. Maybe did four that game times. come out in August? Really? I thought it came out in like May. No, no. It was end. Of the, it was towards the end of the summer. It was like I'm pretty August, sure it was right? August sort of yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It felt. Um, like it, yeah, I think it was the free. PS right at the beginning of August. It was the free PS Plus game for August. I think, I think it's um, because in that short amount of time we've seen like Fall Guys become the most popular popular thing ever. Now I don't see anyone talking about it. No, everyone's talking uh, about Among Us came us out. And and yeah, I was just saying. Yeah, that ph- phasmophobia. Or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. It is. It's crazy how things have just been like just. I mean, uh, I, yeah, I think a large part of the, thing with the is, new release. Like, it's Twitch. Uh, Twitch has always had a churn of games, yeah. but the thing is, with lockdowns all over the world, Twitch has become way bigger and way more important yeah. than people's like mm. media gaming consumption. And so, because of that, you have these. I mean, I think that's one of the reasons why, like, Among Us re exploded, or uh, re exploded. Mm-hmm. Never did it, didn't have a primary explosion, but why it exploded so much was because the initial uptake was big. Um, and then all the mm. streamers jumped on it but then there's just so much audience and it's also just so accessible to drop in and watch and understand yes right yes absolutely. yeah i mean i push i used to take werewolves in my bag whenever to a random party because mm. i was like maybe people will want to play a game i like playing games I'd be like, I'd be uh, it's the one be like, who's that nerd over there bringing the card game <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I'm smart enough to know. I'm a big nerd, but I'm smart enough to know. Oh, this this party is not going to happen. The only time it malfunctioned was someone. So, in the like philosophy post grady community that I've been part of for a long time, technically not. I don't know how that works. Um, I. Uh, you know, I introduced people to that, and they really liked it. And it, it's good because it scales. Because most other games, even if they're like card games where you like have to hold, like don't have to do a lot of interaction, so you can do them at the pub or whatever. Or in a large, uh, they they scale to like six, maybe eight, and obviously that mm. sort of doesn't work on big things. Not and werewolf, werewolf, as long as someone knows what they're doing, can scale it up real well. Because like, yeah, you can you can't just have scraps of paper and know like the ratio of wolves to villagers but what makes the game really interesting is when you add new characters and like i mm. almost always run the first couple games and then play one because people are like you should play and then immediately killed because people are like you're too good at this game so we should just kill you just in case it's like so what was the point of me not narrating you fuckers <laughs> um but uh and i mean this like if not 100, 90% of the time, my first time not being the narrator, I die. Like, within a yeah. round. Because yeah. um, the, the werewolves will kill me, because they're like, mm. uh, or everyone else will be like, mm. yeah. um, but, but I, I, like, 
So uh, as long as someone knows how the roles interact and has a good idea of like, okay, there's like 10 of us, so I can swap a couple of these weird, interesting roles and talk everyone through it. Um, but it like yeah. my copy technically scales to 75 people. Obviously that, wow. I, I think that's not worth it. Like at a certain point, you don't have enough information. And even if you add a bunch of interesting roles, it's just wasting everyone's Jesus. time because those roles have to interact almost every round. And yeah. there's not enough information on the table. Like if you had... 20 people and five or six different roles you have to remember that like for the first night it's like okay you wake up then you do this then i have to tap you then da, 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 da. then the werewolves kill someone and then and then it turns out that these two people were linked and that guy happened to die so now three of you are dead before the game starts okay. and then you're like well like I, so, I don't think it scales as much as the game pretends it can but like mm -hmm. 12 isn't bad you know, like, it's a good 10 plus or, like, 8 plus game. I don't have 11 friends, so uh, that would be impossible. But um, um, Anyway, so yeah, I, I just, what I, I was I saying... I would just lose... I would lose... I, I would not pay attention. I'd yeah. be like, I'm going over here, you gotta play your stupid little card game, and I'm gonna drink. <laughs> yeah, and so, so, like, at the <laughs> philosophy Christmas party, we did, like, philosophy Pictionary, where everyone put a philosophy mm. term... And a slip of paper, and then people have to do Pictionary. <laughs> and, of course, yeah. most of it's abstract, so it's real weird. Um, and then we played around with that, and there yes. were a couple people who weren't into it, and who were just like... I'm bored now. Yeah, especially because if they drink. were drinking faster than everyone else, because we hadn't Which gone to the me. pub yet. Um, and, yeah, mm. but why I brought this up was because people <laughs> got used to it, and they were like, bring it, this is so much fun. And so a virtual version of this, which isn't just the cards and talking but like yeah. movement as well like making yeah. it a video game but essentially the same sort of fun you get off of games like coup or El or werewolves or mafia or whatever it's so you simple play mafia, but that was like it like, like when we had an hour free in um like like, like uh second what's the one after secondary school post-secondary college. college yeah yeah college the sixth form that's the one mm. um yeah, when you had enough people, you knew it. But we just used to like play poker. Yeah, <laughs> there was like a gambling syndicate. Yeah, <laughs> like amongst a bunch of like sixteen-year-olds. So yeah, was we fun. used to but do that. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's just just quicker and like once everyone had learned how to play it, it's just like yeah, mm. play a few hands and yeah. Um, but yes, I wish I had that kind of patience girl. But I'd be the one in the corner saying, "I don't want to play the card game." <laughs> Um, uh, yes, among us. <laughs> yes, yes. To, to, to kind of bring us back to Full Guys, I think this is why they've released this kind of like second season for free as well. Mm -hmm. um, to get people back into it, to, to, to give you some new progress. So like within that season, you level up and you get free unlocks and stuff as you, as you level up and things. So, you know, it's all new stuff. There's new games. They've changed the. I mean, it's it's kind of like a whole package as well. They they have taken that idea of a like a, of a, a battle pass or a season pass or something, and just giving it like for free. So all of the music it has like a slightly medieval tinge to it. All of the graphics have been changed, so it's kind of like. You know, you, rather than the plinth that you were stood on, you're now stood on a sort of like a stone plinth with moss kind of on it and things. You know, they've they've properly redone it as you know, like yeah. lots of other games well, kind of do the with their seasons and stuff. Mm. Like what? Sorry, Luce, I missed that. They've got they've got the money now. So. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
they can just churn out three seasons constantly. Now. Like yeah, yeah. Um, but it's 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 fun. Like the new games, <laughs> the new games are really fun. So I want my fall guy to look like the tofu in Resident Evil uh, remakes. <laughs> I want Hunk. that jiggly tofu. Yeah, the tofu mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they've made it really jiggly in the remakes. I want that. Now they've. Di- I want a graphical upgrade. PS Five Day yep. One. Yep. I want four Fo- guys. Photo realistic. Four K. Ray tracing. Yep. Tofu jiggle <laughs> jewel sense mode. <laughs> oh, there's a. I don't know. Uh, it was like Sega's something birthday uh, last <laughs> yes. week. Sixty. Mm. Yeah. yeah, Full Guys introduced a Sonic costume and yes. it's fucking hideous. Yeah, oh it God, looks it looks it. Like, like proper impreg. Yeah. Like DeviantArt <laughs> yeah, kind of thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely does. Yep. Um yeah, you just anyone anyone in that costume you just want to push off the edge. It's like no, go away. Stop being in this game. Um uh, but I'm I'm I mean it, it's it's balanced out some of the levels a little bit. It has mixed up, you know, I, I found that one of the reasons I was turned off of it or stopped playing it was because I'd start a new game mm. and be thrown into the same level like three times in a row for the first for the first game, yeah. and then the second game would be something I'd played loads and loads of times. Whereas now it's mixed that up quite a lot, and I don't think so far in I don't know maybe twenty sessions that I have started. I have I, I might have started in one game twice, say. Um and I've experienced that one more because it comes further down the list, but it's throwing in a lot more. There's a lot more variety yeah. for it to kind of uh, bring in now. And it's 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 interesting to see maybe in like another couple of months, maybe towards sort of Christmas time, they might have a third season or something, see how quickly they churn these things out to keep people coming back. So Yes, kind of Among Us has taken that kind of that Twitch spot, that uh, that position in kind of people's minds and in the zeitgeist at the moment to uh, have everyone kind of talking about it. But I think Fall Guys will remain quite constant for a little while more, at least. Yeah, yeah. you know, dependent on kind of how much they get. And it's never been yeah. an issue trying to find a game. Uh, it's always kind of like full games whenever I'm going into them. So like, we'll see how that. Yeah, kind of even goes, though but... people ain't talking about it, it's one of those that will maintain a community. Yeah, absolutely, incognito. I, like, I mean, I do think like there were some people who, based on playing a bunch of it, were like, I'm pretty sure they caught a bunch of maps when they were having a server load issues, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and because it seemed like they were just like getting the same three maps all night long. Night after night, and then, uh, but it seems like obviously they've they've uh, they fixed that. Um, but I mm-hmm. wouldn't be surprised if that's why. And unfortunately, that was probably enough to push people back, especially when um you know Among Us came around. Yeah. But it also, be another push, you know, for that. Like if that got launched on like Game Pass or something. Like, I was gonna say, uh, and the other thing is, like, like they've already like hand over fisted way more than they expected. So yes, it for them so long as they didn't put ill advised money into like a lot more content. Sonic suits. Uh, like they were, they did scrap Fall Guys two for more Fall Guys <laughs> one content. Um, but you um, mean Among Us? <laughs> What? 
Oh, Among Us. Oh, you're right. Among Us. Yeah, now Among I'm getting Us, them Among confused. Us, they, they, scrapped, they scrapped Among yeah, Us too. Yeah, okay. I'm getting yeah. them confused. Yeah. Ignore me. Yep. Cool. Uh, I will play Fall Guys one day. <laughs> I would like to me, play Among too, Us, but I'm I don't sure. know enough people who own it. I will not download it. Yeah, I, I suspected as much. <laughs> it's fine, Lucy. There'll be, there'll be another game in a month's time that everyone will be saying. playing like, that we can like, ignore like as even well. That even that, <laughs> yes. Like even that ghost game seems to be falling off already. So yeah, yeah. At least it's like you got to ride that wave. If you're not on the crest of it, then and I'm like at least six months behind everything. Like <laughs> I'm just I'm just slowly gearing up to like thinking maybe I should buy Hades before the end of the year. Well, Hades <laughs> is good, mate. Hades is really you played good. It? Oh yes, you, you've been playing on Epic Game Store all that time, so yeah, it feels like a different game compared to how you were talking about it and how everyone is just like game of the year now it just feels like mm. two separate products um, well I, I think they've I haven't been back to it since um, I played it this year but yes. not for at least kind of like six months I would say mm-hmm. something like that you know I haven't played it since it's come out of or it, it, it's version one release since it came out of its early access yeah. kind of um, element so it's something that I will hopefully return to kind of in the next mm-hmm. few weeks to see the, the the changes to get back into that kind of like that uh, that mode with it but i think it's very much you know it, it hits those elements that you're not so hot on lucy you know it is a roguelike there is a little bit of kind of like rpg elements with that leveling up certain things being better with stuff like doing your build on the fly as things get presented to you mm-hmm. um uh, every run is very very different with, with Hades, yeah, or yeah, can I, be I, very, very different. I think I've been sold on it. I mm. just, um, yeah. We'll buy it eventually. Yeah. I got like 15 quid in my Switch account, but I don't want to I mean, pay the extra seven when I know it's been on sale. Yeah. Like I, I picked it up and I haven't quite started it yet. Surprising no mm. one. Um, um, yeah, it, it, sounds, it, sounds, it sounds good. It, yeah. it, like, you know, all the things that I've read, like people who hate roguelikes will still like it and they've got this like kind of really unique god mode kind of thingy where everything's just like 20 percent less damage or something no so mm. it's every time you die you two mm. percent less damage yeah, or whatever so that means mm. yeah you you play enough you win yeah. Um, so, which is like, yes, please. Yeah. I mean, so it. so I'm gonna yeah. play it without that mode to see how punishing mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. But I would. one of the reasons why I picked it up was when I heard that it was like cool because um, there's another option. Yeah. yeah. Also, uh, yeah, it just, these games usually don't like. It's not like I want. As a scaling the difficulty is a really interesting idea, but also I heard a lot of the game like the narrative makes sense of the roguelike mm-hmm. stuff and it's very mm-hmm. good and that that kind yeah, of sold me on it was because like yeah. i liked rogue legacy I, I did a bunch of runs on that didn't ever finish it uh but it was like ah i see why people like these games but there's no story mm. that's mm. just game yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's nice to have that game. accessibility option to be able to yeah get into that and, and be able to experience the entire thing. And it's not just the sort of the story, but it's kind of the different aesthetic, the different enemies and stuff kind of as you're going up through the, you know, the underworld and stuff. 
seeing those different areas and kind of experiencing the the whole package it's nice to have that accessibility option to be able to go i just need a bit of a just need a bit of a help a little bit of a boost here um and i know maybe by like run 10 that actually i've I've dropped everything by 20 percent, and that is my level that i'm competent at so yeah i i like that i like that approach to design because not everything has to be a hard as hell roguelike yeah absolutely everything's been going the last few years and it does Mm. not nothing (laughs) so I just give me a game that I can finish please sorry Lucy everything's going to be punishing punishing as fuck I'll just go back to playing my my animal crossing or something Mm. like that have you touched that in ages once there was a lot of weeds yep it's fair that's it prettier ground yeah I've, I've fallen off that game <laughs> would There's you t- turn it on see the weeds and turn it off again <laughs> I mean my problem is like there's all these events and they introduced like swimming and yeah, new shit to catch and I don't care well that's the thing with Animal Crossing you can play it in again in another two years and, it'll... and you'll still be able to get that stuff yeah so, so a fr- I keep forgetting I a friend of mine just off. got a Switch and she um, was like I got Animal Crossing and Mario Rabbids strategic game that I really liked but yep. never finished I'm like oh let me know But I was like oh right Mario Rabbids has a co-op mode let me know if oh, you want to play that cool. Um, is it online? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's, that's cool. I'm pretty sure it's online. Otherwise, I led someone astray. But I'm like, <laughs> but I was like, oh, let me know about that. Really and then, I, but I didn't say, oh, when you get to a certain point, let, let, I can come visit your island. I was just like, okay, you got Animal Crossing. And then it was like, after the fact, yeah. I was like, oh, wait, I'm really far ahead compared to her. I should turn it on so I can at least give her all the fruits, etc. Mm. Give her all your money that you spent on, you know, that you got with turnip dirty money and oh yeah my d- uh, i spent so basically i played the turnip market. M- market just so i could get all the house upgrades in like a day or two so yeah. i just like went two levels up straight away and i was like cool mm-hmm. got all the rooms and then i like had random things made a couple theme rooms and then it was like oh right if i wanted to make say this underground wrestling um ring because I got the basement and I got the gravel ground and the chain link fence and one one quarter of a wrestling ring and I was like cool I can get not I can make all of the wrestling ring one color which isn't appropriate but because you can just clone items you already got using points or whatever I was like cool and I have a couple fold up chairs a little little place for a a microphone and I was like I could probably (laughs) scour oh yeah did I tell you this I mean yeah yeah I'll I'll try and dig up a picture and send it to you guys but like uh, I did all this and I was like there was definitely stuff out there to make this even more a ridiculous wrestling ring but also (sighs) yeah 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 um it's a really special game, but yeah. Mm. It, it was very it's important to, to me during lockdown, and then I got used mm. to things, and lockdown eased a bit. But also, to be honest, it, it, it's one of the things that got me playing games on the regular again. I can't fault yeah. the game, because it had been a while since it, I was like, daily pickup game. Yeah. It's one of those where I appreciate the community more than probably the actual game. Sort of like 
a dreams or something like that. You appreciate the content that's getting made in it. And yeah. Community surrounding it more than anything else. Funny you should say dreams, Lucy, because that's the other game that I've gone well, back to. You talk about that, and I'll use a because. Well, I, I'm not going to uh, talk about it much. We're gonna, I, I think I'll, I'll mention it, and we'll probably finish there for the for the okay. evening. I still um, need to go, so continue. Go on then. Go on, then. You go to the. <laughs> yeah, t- tell me about this game that I I watched you play, Ben. So, um, <laughs> dreams. We've talked about it before. This this big curated, um, make your own asset and game kind of experience for Media Molecule. Um, you and I, Adel, we delved into kind of like a few of the Halloween experiences, um, some curated stuff again from Media Molecule. But after that, I went and played a few newer kind oh, of good. things, and I was. Um, one of them really, uh, one of them really caught me off guard. Not in terms of it being a scary, spooky experience, but it, it presents itself as a like a, a, a shmup, like an old school arcade shmup. Right? Okay. And it, it's like a Space Invaders style game. So you have wave. You, you're top you're a down. little. Yep, yeah, top down. So you're a little. Spaceship at the bottom, shooting up the screen. Enemies are kind of uh, coming down, and there's a few things. They go across and down and stuff. Right. I kind of hit, um, like, wave four, I think. And I'm like, nope, I want to go I want to go back into this. Cool. I, I, it's, it's good. It's kind of like, we'll, we'll let Lucy stick her headphones back in and come back into it. I've been playing a... a play, I was playing a shmup, like a, a Space Invader-style shmup in Dreams, right? and uh, I was enjoying it. I'm like, right, I've hit level four, brilliant, or I hit wave four, I'll keep playing it. And suddenly, after wave something, X, might even be wave five, but I'd taken a couple Naked of... Naked Sonic. I, I, sorry? Naked Sonic. No. Runs right under the... No, it wasn't Naked Sonic. <laughs> suddenly, it... Um, and you're, you're, you're playing on the D-pad, right? You're moving left and right on the D-pad, and suddenly you get unlocks through each of the waves... Yep. And one unlock said, I can now use the stick. I'm like, oh, brilliant, I'm going to do that instead. And as soon as I hit the stick, the whole screen, like, shook and blurred out. I'm like, what the fuck? It's, it's done like a Metal Gear. <laughs> it's going to say, like, game ended, blah, blah, blah. But no. The game then turned into a first-person experience where I'm in an arcade. Oh, and it turned into this like horror game oh. where I then had to walk around this arcade, but I couldn't get caught by the robots that were being dragged around the ceiling. Um, and there's lots of uh, like propaganda kind of stuff on the wall saying, you know, I can't remember exactly what it's like. Playing games is great. Keep playing games. Don't look away and do other things. And there's other people stood at all of, you know, people, other of these dreams kind of. Um, like mannequin style models stood at these um, these arcade cabinets and stuff, and I'm trying to escape. And the, you know the, the the rooms are getting progressively harder. The patterns to see that these different things uh, are moving on is, is is progressively more difficult to to see. You get to a point where you've got to hit a button on the wall. You've then got to kind of uh, you know maneuver around these things and hit another button that will then open the next door. And so suddenly it could turn into a completely different mm. game and a completely different experience. And it really caught me off guard. I'm like, 
I, I have to keep playing this. I want to see where this goes. What does this do? Um, I didn't. I stopped at a certain mm. point. I haven't quite gone back to it yet. But it just makes me think like that a lot of the stuff that I played in Dreams, and there's lots of, if you want to go back, uh, listener, viewer, on um, on a, the Out of Lives YouTube, there's a few different videos of me playing some experiences in Dreams. But like I hadn't, had something like that before where I'm like oh I'm playing this game and then suddenly it's just like nope doing something completely different now that was That's not this was just like the, the yeah. leading you in sort of thing go on Luce I, I was just going to say I, I thought those kind of experiences would be much more prolific because it's such a good tool where it's like yes you can have those different genres and subvert expectations mm-hmm. when it's all running on the same yep. engine and so so uh, uh, yeah, I'm I think actually surprised maybe there a, hasn't been more of those. Mm. Mm, maybe a search into it might it. find a little bit more of that. Um, yeah. Now people have had it in their hands for, what, like six, eight, nine months maybe now? The full it was version, sort of, yeah. you know, early spring, wasn't it, that it kind of came out of its beta form. And even then there was loads of stuff that was being produced in its kind of beta form. But people have had a lot of time with this game now. So I imagine there's tons of experiences out there. And, you know, Adol, you and I talked about it a little bit. I haven't really delved much into the the making side of things. Yeah. I've much more been focused on playing the different experiences that, that kind of people have. And it's, it reminds me very much of that, um, that disc that you could buy for the PlayStation 1, which allowed you to mm. make your own. You know, it had like 20 templates for different games on. And people could actually put, put a disc in the PlayStation 1 and make their own games. Really, I didn't know that was a yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, and it really reminds you know it, it is that on a much larger kind of scale, and I just enjoy going in and be like, "What the fuck is this? Let's just play it. <laughs> it's a little five minute experience, and then I can go and have a completely different five minute, ten minute, thirty minute experience in something different uh, without having to find a, a new game. And it's 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 one of those things where yeah, stuff is a little bit janky textures, models and things are kind of, you know, community made and stuff. You can bring assets in from, from you know, stuff that other people have produced and people yeah. would have produced some very high Quite quality there, things. Yeah. And I even said to you as we were streaming out, there was a um, we, we were walking around this like pumpkin patch but actually it had kind of been curated in this like you just walk around this you know, follow the path but actually if someone had the idea to they could make the sir daniel model from the medieval game Mm. chuck it into this map put a few enemies in and you've got a new level in dreams based on medieval like it it, like the possibility really is kind of like endless in that people can sort of do what they want you know licenses accepting stuff mario stuff was dragged off of it i believe finally Um, but you know any Sony sort of stuff, you should you, you could kind of put together. There's some been some Spyro levels. There's been Crash Bandicoot kind of stuff. Like you you know people can just play. It's almost like fan fiction. The game. Sorry, were you trying to sell right. us on it or? Well, you. I mean, I mean, you said know. you know you know impreg Sonic kind of stuff. And that, I mean, that might be that. Oh, oh, it's definitely it's there. definitely there. Yeah. <laughs> you look for it. You find might, it. Might is not the right yeah. word. 
So yeah, I'm play Dreams. I'm surprised there's, that's there's, not front there's page. There's definitely some yeah. horrid I'm things gl- on there. I'm glad you're still getting um, mileage out of it. it. It's a cool thing, you know. Mm. And I, I, I did, I did like, worry I that it was... on a Polygon article and it's like, oh, that's a cool thing. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want to play it myself. Like, yeah. I don't want to build out my Animal Crossing uh, village <laughs> myself. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm, cool yeah. thing. Yeah. Is it coming to PS5? I mean, one of the reasons I, would imagine, I didn't I would imagine pick it up was that I didn't think I could find as much enjoyment out of, like, the making. Mm-hmm. Uh... And it's it was sort of like, what's the longevity of this? How much of this is just creative people having fin- finally having a tool that might get them to make actual things? And then most mm. of the experiences I've seen have been interesting. Um, I mean, we were real drunk when you brought it over and passed out there. Um, I remember going through that yeah. tutorial. I don't remember. Yeah, uh, and then like <laughs> Luce and I played like a Fallout Four fake game oh, yeah. for a bit yes and it chugged like for mm. <laughs> yeah and it was like maybe it wasn't they the probably right put thing that in there lucy because it was like playstation can't handle this and i was like cool okay well this seems like a lot of interesting stuff but i don't play enough games as it is and i'm not gonna spend money on on, on a game of almost games even if there's mm-hmm. lots of them yeah, yeah. um yeah. but it's nice to hear that the community has stuck around at least a little bit. Mm. I won't be surprised if there's also like seasonal pushes where people are like, aha, I have an idea for a Christmas game because I'm sure there's Christmas assets. And so there's going to be like oh, mini uh, waves. Very much, yeah. And I think that, you know, the same as we were saying with Fall Guys with the seasons and stuff, I think with uh, with Medium Molecule, they are probably constantly making different assets and you know they do different like game jams so they'll release a load of stuff and say make a game only with these assets or or mm. with these kind of tools and stuff or make an experience or something with with just this or to this theme uh you know there's lots of that kind of stuff going on as well to so give people a little bit of direction in sort of the stuff that they're producing so i mean there'll definitely be a, a christmas kind of wave i would imagine and that might be kind of the next time I sort of go back to it, you know, I'll play a little bit more maybe next week. Uh, a few more spooky games whilst they're kind of on there. And that, that, that was the kind of thing I was uh, drawn to when the game sort of first came out. Anyway, I wanted those kind of to see how much kind of atmosphere and stuff could be put into these experiences and what people can do with kind of like the engine and the tools that they've got to, to make things. Um, so I'm definitely drawn to that and it's definitely one of the reasons I went back to it this week to, to, to have another look um, but mm. yeah I might go and I, I mean last year I played like and I, it's definitely medical there was a first person shooter where you were Santa running around shooting people with snowballs like they're just some ridiculous kind of like little things that people make uh, yeah. so yeah I mean it's, it's, it is enjoyable but as you say Adel, it, yeah. is, it is a game of almost games um, I wonder like how well that would do on like PC if they if they went mm. to PC because um, there's a p- part of me it's like yeah that seems ripe for like PC but then would mm-hmm. people just rather like use actual tools and like Unity yes. and stuff yeah, yeah, like yeah. that like, um, yeah um, cool thing they should they should pack that in with PlayStation Five and stuff yeah absolutely Not instead of um, on top of like Astrobot or something like that. Mm. Oh, cool. I forgot Astrobot was a thing. Mm. Was it? Yeah, that might be good. Playroom. 
Yeah, whatever that thing's called. Yeah. I'm sure it'll be Halloween. Tech Demo 1. I'm sure everyone will be like, I'll play this for five minutes as I die in Demon Souls for the 18th time. (laughs) Yeah, you'll get your little card that comes up saying, it'll only take you two minutes to do this in Astrobot. Five or whatever it is that's happening. So. I I still haven't watched that dashboard thing. Um, Have a look. It's interesting. Thing. It is interesting I, to see kind of what I they've just, done. And yeah, I, I've heard about it just like from the um, in like podcasts or whatever. It seems like something that could potentially be cool, but I doubt it will be supported. Yeah, that's that's absolutely the thing with that. Yeah, I can see the first parties using it, and it's a lot of it makes sort of sense you know you can suddenly bring up a second screen and watch someone do a uh, a difficult kind of puzzle or something that you are stuck on um but who knows there's precedence for this sorry there's precedence for this it was called the uh xbox snap feature oh (laughs) and (laughs) it's called the snap feature yes yeah it's the same it's the same um Nobody used it, <laughs> and I'm an advocate of the snap feature, but um, it was just a hassle. It was oh, it's oh, mm, she's I on the want gin. Some of that, yes. We're probably me finishing, so you can probably make me one as well if you don't. Know. <laughs> me, me and Kim can be on the gin party tonight. Uh, so. oh, your gin is orangey. Yes, it's peach and orange blossom. Ooh, I only have whiskey gin. and vermouth. Well, that's fine. You can join. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Actually, but actually, there's communal gin in the kitchen that <laughs> I paid into. I should remember that. Oh, communal gin sounds like a good idea. I mean, it's communal gin here, really, isn't it? So that's fine. Um, yeah, good. So uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I'm enjoying Dreams again. Um, I'll, I'll be playing it a, a little bit more and delving in and out of it. I think. Um, nice. That's probably it for us this week. We'll discuss our beers. Ado, I realised we didn't get to you for a. A topic. We'll start with you next week with whatever your. I mean, you you watched me play the game I was going to talk about, uh, and it should be up on the site before next week. But I'll probably talk about. Oh, the tenderfoot tactics. Yeah. Yes, please speak about that next week because I I like to look at that, but I didn't manage to get to watch. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, um, and I might. um, I'll have another game by then because. He's on a roll. Well, it, it turns out scheduling me streaming a thing means I have to at least play one game a week. <laughs> That's fine. It means I haven't got to play anything at all. Uh, uh, but I also, I'd like to, I'd like to across. find time for Hades as well. So hopefully, I'll be able to talk mm. about a couple things. Nice, cool. Uh, let's talk about the beers that we've drank, Lucy. Mm. As you were first, yeah. Um, that Simcoe Stout from Full Circle. Full Circle, who I've had some really, really top-notch beers from um, recently. Mostly IPAs, so mm. maybe this is the first Stout that I've had from them. But yeah, Snake Island just didn't do it for me, you know? like it, mm. it, it, Perfectly fine-tasting beer. It's just not what I'd probably want from like a Stout. It was mm. a bit more thinner, lighter... More, more on the porter side, mm. um, and I, I'm just thinking of like uh, that that Ethiopian coffee IPA that I had from Overtone. Oh yeah, uh, was it last week? Or I'm just thinking that's you know if you're gonna try and balance like the kind of citrus of an IPA and that you know the chocolate of a stout and stuff like that, 
that was just a much better example of it. So yeah, yeah, the Bone Bender IPA, new beer from Burning Soul. Really enjoy it. Nice. It's probably one of their best beers. Oh wow! So that would have been hard to top. So mm. I, I, I really like that well-balanced IPA. Just really drinkable, really quaffable. So nice. We need to get some Burning Local Soul. Local boys, here, really. We'll have yeah. to organise. We'll have to organise like a different, uh, like a care package. We'll get some. We'll get you to send down some Brummy beers, and we'll send up some Bristol, yeah, some good Bristol beers yeah. that you can't get up there. I think. Mm. That's a good idea. A care the, package, mate. Mm. We care. <laughs> All I need is a box. Good. I'm just good, wondering good, good. how much that costed. Um, um Adol. Yes, me. Could do that. Beers. Yes, had them. Yes, how were they? <laughs> Which did you prefer? Oh, there we go. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to give it to the Ulanot, uh Handshake Cranberry Baltic Porter this week. Uh, I in- really enjoyed the business casual um, Saison. Like I said repeatedly, it's a very Saison-y Saison. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you know, in retrospect, what I mean is like it's got those the, the, the weed-influenced tasting notes, etc., um, but I, I've, I guess it's just the creaminess of that porter in a way that like I haven't had a good creamy like a porter or stout on the creamier side, mm-hmm. and the fact that the cranberry was there, so you're like, yeah, this is cranberry Baltic porter, but most of its work was just kind of stitching the various moments of the taste curve together in a really satisfying way. It's just like a all around really satisfying beer. And like I said, mm. it made it so that I wanted to quaff it often. It's a very quaffable beer. Um, yeah. So yeah, it, it's just like yeah, I would get another one of these in a flash, and if I was in the mood for for a porter, I'd be like, hey, you know, it sounds weird, but I want a porter, so I'm gonna get that cranberry porter. Um, I, mm. I could easily have, like I said, uh, this is this hits a spot in a way that I haven't really had in a while in in that range of beers. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not I, again. Not to say that the business casual isn't good. It's a very good saison, and it does saison very well. Um, mm-hmm. But this is just sort of doing the the porter was just doing portery things really well in a way that other porters hadn't, and is unique with the cranberry spin. And the cranberry spin is just making all those good portery moves better. So more nice. better all around beer. Good. Nice. I'm glad you two have definitive. Uh, picks for your evening because both my bits were shit. <laughs> I'm not going to pick fucking either. Really? Of them. Don't buy these fucking. <laughs> well, beers, so man. I thought it, for like. sure the Brewdog IPA would be better, or is this just better. like a yeah. I refuse to acknowledge these on their grounds? Uh, I mean, they would like the the fucking Audi one was just thin, it just lacked flavor there wasn't much to it at all fine it's okay on a hot day but there's better beers cheaper beers in fact which are better that do (laughs) that do that job uh punk is just i mean i mean what is it what is punk these days it's not punk who knows i mean it's it's probably it's not punk it's not punk at all there's other beers that taste exactly the same um it doesn't do anything kind of different it's, it's as we were talking about it's kind of is the recipe the same maybe is it the same beer even if it is it just uh, it just doesn't have much to it yeah. um, like so many people are like oh yeah Brewdog got me into crap beer punk IPA blah 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 I mean it's just like 
fine as a as an uh, like an initial uh, kind of like opening door into the scene sure but like as soon as you then have the next kind of brewery or you get something local you're going to gravitate towards that a lot more you won't go back to to punk and it's good to have this experiment and see kind of what punk is like these days in terms of my kind of um, tastes and, and drinking habits and, and what they're offering in, in kind of like supermarkets as well that they don't have punk in. Um, but I'm not buying either of these beers again. Fair. So <sighs> there is no winner. I'm not a winner this week. I mean, the, loser. the gin is the winner. It, it does, it, you have. I'm gonna drink some gin. I was say you have made us all winners in that, like sometimes uh, punk IPA is on tap at the random bar you go to, and you have now mm-hmm. discouraged me from not just getting the local random like camera ale that's gonna be on tap in the same pub because. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least I know what I'm getting there. You know, cask, room temperature, mild yep. ale, can drink seven and not notice. If I'm going to have to have that, I, I'm not going to pay fucking for craft beer or support a thing that calls a craft beer that, that, that and slash an IPA. I guess the biggest disappointment I have is, boy, did neither of those sound like any notes of IPA-ness. <laughs> Sorry, IPA-ness. I think I've laughed at this before. Boy, is that the best. <laughs> <laughs> Please call the episode. Like, yeah, you have, and it has to be just I P A N E S S, like capital I P A, <laughs> then lower N E S S, and just see how many people get it. Anyway, well, I think mate, my I, it sounds was like be, actually, I thought it was going to be all about family, but you know, it's. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you. IPA yeah, but, yeah, I think the anus. I think the anus. But it. also, it sounds like both of these beers are exactly I P A N E S. absolutely yeah okay um so that's us this week if you want to talk to us about the beers you've been drinking if you like punk ipa-ness um or something else that is produced around the same kind of level you can let me know at nova underscore 47 you let all of us know at tanked up cast on twitter on instagram lucy how do people tell you about stuff (laughs) sounds like a a Moe's Tavern. <laughs> yeah, That's right? Like see. Bart calls up. <laughs> anus. Mr. IP Anus. IP. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Juicy Beast 9. <laughs> Everywhere. Good. Me. Good. How do people talk to you? Uh, you can reach me at the Omniarc or uh, the underscore Omniarc on Twitch. That's it. I'm, ch- I'm logging into your account and changing it into. Ah <laughs> 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 oh, man, that is a very good beer handle. To be fair, it would be. Yeah, um, yeah. Go to outoflives.net and look at articles and videos. Um, and speaking shit like of that, that I, I joined a a Reddit group uh, for like the New York Times uh, crossword today, and you're thinking, oh. <laughs> These people, you know, probably just you know very astute, uh, mm-hmm. learned Exchanging people. Exchanging cryptic those... clues. Yes. Uh, one... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Did not expect the username Kitty underscore Butthole. <laughs> nice. <laughs> to be first. Ah oh, man, the internet's great, <laughs> guys. Are that cryptic clues. <laughs> You're t- 
Oh dear. <laughs> Did it just Man. say follow follow for ludes? <laughs> yeah, that's my anecdote for the day. Good. The perfect place to end us. Uh, thank end you for us listening. Indeed, thank yeah. you for tuning in. Yeah, did end us. Yeah, thank you for tuning in. If you did so, do some stuff. Bye. Yeah. Enjoy your life. Thanks. Bye. Ciao. <laughs> Bye. www.outoflives.net